Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause in his contract, so if he doesn't like what a team says, he can not approve his trade to that particular team or city. The New Orleans Saints. Okay. They're the team that I think if they get Deshaun Watson, become a legit, bona fide Super Bowl contender. ESPN Radio. Yes! But the question is, you get Deshaun Watson, what are you giving up? Because you know it is going to be a ton. It is Chris Carlin. It is Chris Canty. On ESPN Radio, on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and of course on ESPN Plus, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up at the Canty call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So the story with Deshaun Watson, the very latest, is that at the moment, there have been four teams that have met with him. But what was interesting about it is that In order to meet with him, the Texans would only grant you permission if they had already agreed to what a trade package would look like with you. So if you're the Falcons, if you're the Panthers, if you're the Saints, and you're the Browns, and you had a chance to visit with him, that means that they have already approved what your package would be. The question is... For these teams who are all in very different situations in terms of draft capital and players, what does that look like? And so we came together and decided to come up with our own packages of what it could look like for each team for the uh, Texans to trade away Deshaun Watson to them. So I'm going to, I'll start with the Atlanta Falcons, just, you know, alphabetically. Okay. And because it was the first thing that I saw down on my sheet. <laughs> All paper. right. Um, and, Chris, I mean, they have this year, just this year's draft. I didn't go beyond that until next year's. They have the eighth overall pick this year. They've got two twos this year. They have the Titans number two mm-hmm. because of the um, trade last year with Julio Jones. Yeah. And then they've got, you know, the rest of the normal picks beyond that. Mm-hmm. Here's what is going to be difficult about making these trades. Some of it's going to be self-defeating. Because if I'm Atlanta, I'm going to have to give up the eighth overall pick, potentially both twos, and Kyle Pitts. Is that enough for Deshaun Watson? I don't think it's too much if you're asking me that question. I mean, I understand. Or a one this year, a one next year, and Kyle Pitts? Yeah, yeah, I would probably stagger it out. I would say a one this year, a one next year, and a premium player. If the Houston Texans look at Kyle Pitts as a premium player, I'm not sure everybody values the tight end position the way that the Atlanta Falcons did because they took Kyle Pitts over Justin Fields, who was a quarterback that was still on the board at the fourth overall slot last year. And I thought they were out of their minds knowing that they would need a quarterback sooner than later because of Matt Ryan's age. So I, I would look at it from the standpoint of, yeah, I don't have a problem trading two first-round picks in a tight end. I don't. Not for Deshaun Watson. Okay. But is it – all right. Because I'm going to recoup some draft capital because I've got to then in turn move Matt Ryan. Right. My, pr- my problem, though, with all of that is that it's almost self-defeating. I can get rid of all that to get my quarterback – if I'm the Texans, that's a more appealing place for me to send him because I don't think the Falcons are going to be great anytime soon, and that draft pick next year is going to look pretty good too. 
Well, here's what I will Remember, say. Remember, I'm the Texans. I just went 4-13 and 13 or 4-12 and 12 with them two years ago, leading yeah, the league in pass. No doubt about it. So, yeah, I mean, if you're the Texans, it's probably a solid deal on that front. If you're Atlanta, would you make the deal knowing that you're not going to do any high-level winning right now? Absolutely, because you've got a ton of runway because Deshaun Watson's under contract for the next four seasons. He's 26 years old, so you presumably can have him for the next decade. At some point over that span, you're going to do high-level winning because he is arguably a top-five quarterback. Now, the question then becomes, if the Texans are in agreement and the Falcons are in agreement, is that a place that Deshaun Watson would want to go? Now, based on the reports that we're hearing, is that Deshaun Watson initiated contact with the Atlanta Falcons in saying that he was interested in going there, and then they reciprocated in saying, well, we're interested in having you if you want to come here. Now, that's saying a lot, seeing as how Arthur Blank's son-in-law is his quarterback, Matt Ryan. (laughs) This man is willing to move off of Matt Ryan, his son-in-law being his starting quarterback, for Deshaun Watson. It kind of makes you think in the back of your mind, Carlin, if Arthur Blank is willing to do this, what the hell does Baker Mayfield have to complain about? The man is willing to move his son-in-law in order to get Deshaun Watson. You can't be mad for the Cleveland Browns looking into Deshaun Watson. That's, and that's, not, why you that's neither here nor there. You cannot help but laugh when you hear that Baker might be upset that they haven't communicated with him. Meanwhile, the Falcons did with Ryan because he's the owner's son-in-law. Exactly. By the way, we're looking at this. Exactly. Just so you know. But here's what I'll say. If you're Deshaun Watson, after the year that you've had, I can completely understand why you would want to go to Atlanta. You know why? It's home. He's from Gainesville, Georgia. It's a stone's throw away. He used to be a ball boy for the Atlanta Falcons. He played his college ball an hour and a half up the road at Clemson. It makes sense, Carlin. After all of the trauma that he's been through, having the thing that he loves the most ripped from him, which is playing football, something that he's done all his life, you can understand why a guy would want to go back home and reset. It's an environment that's going to be conducive to him being able to be at his best and realize his full potential from an athletic standpoint. Go to the place where you're most comfortable. Got it. Okay, New Orleans. What does this package potentially look like? I'll throw out, they've got their one, they've got their two, and they've got two compensatory third-round picks, which are end of the round. They do not have their own third-round pick. Yeah. But they have two compensatory threes this year. So to me, if we're talking about this year and next, uh, two ones, uh, am I throwing in a two and march on Lattimore? I mean, who is the... Who are we talking about Ryan? That solves the problem from. How about Ryan Ramchek? Am I talking about him instead? See, to me, that's like that self-defeating thing. Do I want to trade away an offensive lineman to protect Deshaun Watson when he's a great player and I need to give him something in return? Well, no, I think you would go the route of giving up probably one of your best defensive players in order to get this deal done. Mm -hmm. And Marshawn Lattimore would be at the top of the list. The only problem is if you trade Marshawn Lattimore just based on what his new contract is, you're talking about a situation now where you've got a dead cap hit of $36 million and negatively impacting your salary cap $27 million. I, I don't think that that's a realistic possibility. Now, Marcus Davenport, that's a guy that you might want to consider. But again, if you're talking about a player of that ilk, and keep in mind, Marcus Davenport played his college ball at UT San Antonio. Yep. So not far away from Houston. So they would know about this player He's an edge rush guy, nine sacks, which was his best season as a pro last year. So 
you can understand the upside of it in the physical gifts, but I think that you would have to throw in a sweetener. So you're talking about multiple first-round picks, Marcus Davenport, and probably you know an additional second- or third-round pick in order to make that deal happen. All right, two others. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, ESPN Radio, and ESPN Plus. What these teams could potentially give up in exchange for Deshaun Watson. I don't know how Carolina gets this done. I have no idea. <laughs> I look at their roster, and I look at the the um, what they have in terms of draft picks. They have the sixth pick, and then they don't have a second or a third. Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. They don't have another pick until the fourth round this year. Yeah. So I'm giving up two ones, and I'm giving up J.C. Horn if he's healthy. Uh, I don't know if that's the guy I would want if I'm the Texans. I want a premium position. J.C. Horn plays corner, but he you has want a Christian lot. McCaffrey? They're trying to get rid of him. No, I don't want that $14 million contract. You can keep that. Yep. that, that that's, that's a guy that can't stay healthy. Where's the value in that? I, you know who I want from the Carolina Panthers? Yeah. Give me Brian Burns. Give me that pass rusher. I thought me, about that, give, too. Give me that guy. That's I who that I want. Down. Give me two first-round draft picks. Yep. Give me Brian Burns. We can talk about making something happen. Now, I still think you're talking about a sweetener on top of that. I think you're talking about an additional mid-round draft pick on top of it. So it would be two ones, both this year's and next year's. And then Brian probably Burns, a two or a three next year. And then year. probably a two or a three in 2023. All right, last one. Cleveland. They do not have a second-round pick. So if I'm the Browns, I'm giving up two ones and Jedrick Wills. And again, I know you don't want to trade the offensive mm. player, but I look at the Browns. Like, they're not trading you Miles Garrett. No. They're, I mean, look, I know they've got Jack Conklin on the other side. He's, you know, kind of on the way out a little bit. Mm. I, 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 that's I what I'm wanting. But here's the thing. If you're the Texans, do you want Jack Conklin? No. No, I want Jedrick want Wills. I'm not giving you Jedrick Wills, and you've got Laramie Tunzel. So why do you, you don't, I mean, I understand you want the book, I know you want the book in, but here's what I would do. I'm looking at the defensive side of the ball, because you're right, to maximize the return on Deshaun Watson, I got to have an offensive line in front of him that that can protect him. You know the guy that I'm looking at? You know who I'm looking at? Denzel Ward. Let me trade you Denzel Ward, who is going into his fifth year option year. Let me give you him. You'll be responsible for giving him his contract extension. I'll give you two first-round draft picks. We'll call it a day. It's a premium position. I want. More I would. Than, argue, uh, I would, I would mm-hmm. argue corner is probably the fourth most important position on the football field, behind quarterback, defensive end, uh, left tackle. Cornerback is right there. I get I'll it. give you Denzel Ward, Gotta who's a better. really, really good football player, and two first-round draft picks. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you're Deshaun Watson, which of those teams do you prefer to go to? Where do you want to go if you're Deshaun Watson? New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, Cleveland. Get on the line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Coming up, the new league year is here, but let's not forget about the folks who dropped the ball at this time last year. Plus, some breaking news regarding a big-time wide receiver. That is on the way. Next, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Breaking news regarding 
a big-time wide receiver in just a moment. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus on your smart speaker as well by saying play ESPN Radio, which, by the way, is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. We mentioned him just last segment, Chris, and that is Julio Jones. The Falcons last year, we know, made the trade, sent him to the Titans, ended up getting a second-round pick this year, and the Titans have designated him as a post-June 1st cut. So, in other words, they're releasing him, uh, but he doesn't officially become an ex-Titan until after June 1st because they will save an additional $9 million on the cap. But Julio Jones out in Tennessee after just one year. Man, I would love to see Julio go back to Atlanta and finish up his career down there. And it was great for the Falcons to move him when they did because they got a second rounder for him, and people were saying or speculating because of some of the injuries that Julio had been dealing with his last couple of years down in Atlanta that it might be time to see if you can move on from him because your team is not ready to win. Trade him to a contender that's willing to pay a premium price. They got a second-round pick for him. They can use that to rebuild their roster. We got more coming up on that. Diana Rossini is going to join us in 10 minutes about that and all the insights she's gotten on the Deshaun Watson front. But it's Wednesday, and that means it is time for People Don't Forget. Hey, Greg, why don't you go f*** your pants again? That was like eight years ago. People don't forget. forget, forget, forget. <laughs> Last season, Chris Canty... Last season, the Colts traded a third-round pick and a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I don't, I don't understand. Do you notice how we both did that? Uh. Yeah, we had to, man. And I feel like when you're talking about this from the Colts' perspective, you got a woosah because you sent a first and a third to the Eagles, and you just traded Carson Wentz after one season to the Washington Commanders, swapped your second-round picks this year and a third-round pick that can become a second-round pick if Carson Wentz gets 70% of the snaps this year. It's a big if. That's a big if, first and foremost. If we're but, talking about the name but just, Heineken but just, but just think about the swing. That is the definition of buying high and selling low. Yeah. And so that, to me, is why Frank Reich goes into 2022 as a head coach that's on one of the hottest seats around the National Football League because the decision to trade for Carson Wentz was driven by Frank Reich's relationship with Carson Wentz. He's the one that vouched for him to Chris Ballard, their general manager. They went ahead and pulled the trigger on the deal, and then Chris Ballard, without having a clear succession plan on what he was going to do at quarterback, decided to ship Carson Wentz to Washington. That says a lot. I don't have a plan for what I'm going to do after you, but I still know that the plan ain't going to be you. Get the hell out of my get get the hell out of my building. I don't want you. We can't let people forget. This time last year, Carson Wentz was the darling of a lot of people's eyes and said that this was going to be the guy to help the Colts make a championship run, including just, Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky was leading the charge yep. on the Wentz wagon, saying that this was a championship contending team with this quarterback. They didn't even make the playoffs. Between Carson Wentz and nobody, they chose nobody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Panthers last year traded a late 2021 sixth rounder and a second and a fourth this year for Sam Darnold. Ah! <laughs> Hold on, we, we we missing some draft picks, eh? We I think they traded three uh. twos in that deal. I think there were three second round picks no. in that deal. No, no, no. When the Jets traded up to get Darnold, 
they traded the three second round picks. So to they move traded up. two twos and then the third and the and the fourth. Now, what, do we, what do we got the, here? The, the Jets got out of that deal. The Jets got a sixth rounder last year, okay. and a second and a fourth this year. Hence, why we were just talking about that the Panthers have got like no draft picks beyond that first one. This that's year awful. That's an, that's an awful deal. And to make matters worse, Carlin, you exercised this fifth year option when you traded for him. That's a nineteen million dollar cap charge this season that you cannot get rid of. Who's going to want that? Do not Nobody tra- wants that. You can't trade that. That's an unmovable contract. No. Who wants that? Nobody. Do not tell me that Joe Douglas does not know what he's doing when he unloaded Jamal Adams for two ones and plus, and then he got that for Sam Darnold, and he went out and got Zach Wilson. Hopefully, Zach Wilson's the yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm about to say. I'm, I'm not, not going to anoint Joe Douglas just I'm yet. Not gonna, but he, here's my point. Some guys don't know when to get out. Yeah. He knows when to get out. Yeah, but you, got, but you, but you got to know who to tap in. And right now, I don't know if we can say that Joe Douglas is tapping the right people in. <laughs> All right. Chase Daniel is re-signing with the Chargers. If Daniel does not a- attempt a pass this season, he would have made $157,000 per pass attempt in his career. Ooh, Carlin, I'll say this. We've got our issues, but this is a great country. Oh, my God. This is a great country, and I don't know that there's a better job in the world than being a backup quarterback. I don't know. Being Joe Buck or Troy Aikman's pretty good right about That's now. That's pretty good, too. That's pretty good, too. But you got to do more work if you're Joe Aikman or Troy Buck. I mean, Yes. Joe, no, let me say, did I say Troy Buck and Joe Aikman? I think I did. I think I combined them. I switched the last name. It's a super if broadcaster. You're Joe, if you're Joe Buck. You said Troy Buckman. If you're Joe Buck or Troy Aikman. You're doing more work than Chase Daniel is. No question about it. So to be Chase Daniel and make that kind of money, that kind of scratch, oh, it's unbelievable. People don't forget. Oh, they don't. They don't. Especially the people at the bank. They don't forget Chase Daniel's last name. Mr. Daniel, that's how they addressed him. Not by Chase. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Is Baker Mayfield still capable of being a franchise quarterback? That. Is the question out there for you? Get on the lines. We will hit them up on the Kenny call-in line in a bit. Coming up, how much say does Deshaun Watson have over this entire process? We're going to get into that and the news just broken a few moments ago by Diana Rossini that Julio Jones is being released by the Titans. She will join us in just moments after Chris has this from Bank of America. It's game day, and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make it a success, like your jersey from your favorite team, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that put you toward an essential piece of the celebration. Carlin, any celebration, you got to have an air horn, right? You have to have an air horn. Why wouldn't you have an air horn? There you go. So apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2022 Bank of America Corporation. You're listening to Carlin and Canty, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Still capable of being a franchise quarterback. 888-SAY-ESPN, 
3776. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's hit it right now. Nathaniel in Orlando going to start us off right here on this very topic. Nathaniel, what's up, bud? Hey, first off, I want to start off with uh, hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Um, I think Baker definitely has a, a chance of being a franchise. I don't think with, with the Browns. Um, I think it's, it's also going to be a hot take, but if I was if I was Baker, I'd want the Browns to pick up Deshaun Watson and trade me, so that way he can be the new poster boy for another team that actually wants to put in the the pieces that he needs to, in order to become a franchise player for another team. Wait, wait a minute, are you saying that the Browns didn't put the pieces in place? Because if you're saying it, that's garbage. <laughs> I- I think they did, but at the same time, it wasn't. They put it in, and then they were they weren't really focusing on it. In a no, no, well, hang on, no, no, all right, I, I got, we're gonna let you go. But uh, uh, wait, a minute. <laughs> we got bookend tackles, right? Yep. We've got we we've got Nick Chubb, we've got Kareem Hunt, we've got Odell Beckham, we've got Jarvis Landry, we've got Donovan Peoples Jones, they had Austin. Who? I mean, stop. stop. Yeah, yeah, stop. I feel I feel the same way. But we got to go out to the hotline and bring on. ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini. Of course, she's a friend of the show. And, Diana, thank you for a few moments of your time. I know it's busy for you because it's the start of the new league year. It just kicked off about a half an hour ago. News is coming in hot and heavy. But when it comes to the situation that the Cleveland Browns are in with Baker Mayfield putting out the post on social media, the interest that the organization has expressed in Deshaun Watson, what's the consensus as to what happens with Baker Mayfield moving forward? Even if the Browns don't land Watson – is Baker Mayfield going to be their quarterback in 2022? Hi, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been a wild uh, few hours here. And really, everything's been centered around the Deshaun Watson situation. It's the biggest domino in, in the league right now because it affects so many different teams and the decision-making at the quarterback position on top of all the players that they want to add and players who have told me they want to play with Deshaun as they're all waiting to see what this decision is going to come down to. And in terms of Cleveland, right, because they are one of the teams that – presented a trade offer to Houston, who then approved it and allowed them yesterday to fly to Houston to meet with Deshaun Watson in person. Um, You know, for them, the Browns, I don't, I'm not blown away by their confidence right now in terms of landing him, but they are obviously an option for him. So what does that mean for for Cleveland, excuse me, for Baker Mayfield here? Um, You know, we obviously all saw the, what was described to me by people close to Baker as a, potential goodbye letter but I think we all read it the same way which is he knows this is over he knows this can't work the Cleveland Browns have been flirting with another quarterback while they have Baker there and the Cleveland Browns recently shared with me that they reached out to Baker's camp uh, over the last 24 48 hours to just let him know like hey look we're going to be meeting with Deshaun um, you know, and this is this is well after reports were out. So the t- I think we lost Diana's connection there yeah. for a sec. We'll get her back on the phone in a sec. But so they they reached out to let him know, and reports were still out there. But they're trying to do the right thing to a degree by him. Again, when when you, as much as I understand being annoyed if you're Baker at the whole thing. You have done so much of this to yourself because you have just been so immature with how you've handled it. Yeah, and I just don't understand 
here's the thing that I will say. And Diana, we got Diana back with us. Diana, we're having a hard time understanding what the Cleveland Browns are going to do if they, in fact, do not land Deshaun Watson. What is the plan? Do they potentially see a future with Baker Mayfield, or are they going to be forced to trade Baker because of the interest that they've expressed in Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I know. It, it's a great way to, to view it because that's essentially what that Baker. So, all right, let's just go option one, right? Deshaun Watson said, yes, I want to play. They, uh, you know, waived the no trade clause and it works out. Okay, well, Baker's, Baker's gone anyway, okay? Let's say Deshaun says, no, I'm going to go to Atlanta. You know, so now what do the Browns do? Baker's still on their roster, under contract for another year. From what I can gather based on a few conversations I've had around the league and with the Browns, they are interested in another quarterback. This is not just a market looking, or this is not just an organization throwing all their eggs in one basket, the basket being Deshaun Watson. This is an organization looking to move on from Baker Mayfield. So with that being said, on the other side of it, you have Baker Mayfield who has seen all this, is obviously not happy about any of the way this has played out. And, you know, we could probably have a, a whole other discussion about whether or not he should feel this way, because I think we all know how the Cleveland Browns have felt about Baker, which is he's not the guy. They didn't extend him. So their actions tell you everything. But just based on, you know, what I was able to gather from talking to some people close to Baker, he he's going to look at other options as well. If this Deshaun Watson situation finishes up in Cleveland or not. So it, this is what it says to me, guys. It's over. That's basically how I'm looking at it in Cleveland. How do, how do you move on from here, right? Like, how do you now say, well, Baker, we actually do like you. You are great. <laughs> we, we, we do believe in you. And no, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It wasn't handled in the best ways based on, on Baker's people, and, and it seems that Cleveland is ready to, to see what else is out there. So the next question, right? If Deshaun says no to Cleveland, who is their quarterback? I like to give Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski some credit here in believing that they have some plan in place here. I, I don't know what that plan is. All I know is there are other teams like the Seattle Seahawks, like the Indianapolis Colts, who are uh, the, the New Orleans Saints even at this point, who are in the market for a quarterback and, and are just waiting on this because nobody knows what Deshaun's going to do just yet, and that's going to affect everyone else's decisions at the spot. Diana, we, we know you're going to go here in a sec. Real quick, though, uh, you broke the news a little while ago with Adam Schefter that Julio Jones is getting released. Was this about performance, cap, or both? Health. All health. Yeah. You know, he just wasn't healthy enough for this Titans team. And, you know, on paper, when they signed him, excuse me, when they traded for him, and, and you looked at what this offense could be with Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown and, and Julio because they really just needed another receiver there um, you know, to help AJ out a bit. And it just, it just was never enough. I, I do think Julio had an amazing influence on AJ Brown and, and I, he is so well liked. He worked really hard. Anytime I was there, uh, the, the, there was always positive sentiment, you know, about the 11 year veteran, seven time pro bowler. It just, he has a great reputation, but unfortunately injuries uh, was really just a big issue. And, and if, if you're going to play in the Mike Vrabel system, it, you better be healthy because otherwise there's no need. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL Insider. Appreciate it, Diana. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'll tell you what, that situation in Cleveland is turning uglier, but she told you everything right there. It is the Browns 
not necessarily definitively trying to get Deshaun Watson and then just going back. No, it's the Browns moving on from Baker Mayfield. But I think that's a product of what we're seeing in the AFC with all of these young quarterbacks that are ascending and having their teams compete at the championship level. Great Teams are looking at it and saying, these guys aren't good enough to keep up with the Joneses. I'm going to war with this guy. We're we're gonna you know what? Here here's the thing. We're gonna scrap the guy that we have and we don't know what else is down the road, but we're gonna take big aggressive swings and see if we can find a guy that can have our offense replicate the kind of firepower that these other teams are bringing to the table. That's second, what this is all about. The second team that we've seen already go with and this guy or someone else will settle on someone else. Yeah, Indy, wow. did, it, Indy did it last week. Cleveland's doing it this week. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Can Baker Mayfield actually still be a franchise quarterback? Plus, up next, a rule change proposal in the NFL that just makes absolutely no sense. We'll tell you why. The team that proposed it, that actually does make sense. What am I talking about? I don't know. But we'll find out together next (laughs) on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Very interesting about the proposed NFL rule changes is one of which, uh, one of those proposed changes coming from one team in particular. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty on ESPN Radio, if I can spit that out clearly. What I mean is the Tennessee Titans are a team that has proposed an overtime rule change. And we've already seen other teams propose that in OT, both teams possess the ball. Yep. The Titans have proposed that in overtime, both teams possess the ball. Unless the team that possesses the ball first goes, scores a touchdown, and converts a two-point conversion, then the game is over. Okay. So, in other words, it's making you make another de- another good offensive play to really put it away, which I understand. Here's the problem. Think about the team that's proposing it, and think about the guy they have in the backfield and why they're anxious to get that rule passed. When you have Derrick Henry converting a two-point conversion, not all that difficult. No, and here's the other <laughs> side of the game, too, Carl. And the Titans played three overtime games this year, and they were two and three in those games, and they were all decided by field goals. And then the one that they lost, which happened to be against the New York Jets, they actually had a chance to possess the ball, and they couldn't do anything with it. So, I mean, I understand wanting to try to give the other team and the other quarterback a chance to, to impact the outcome of it, but ultimately your defense has got to stop somebody. And for a team to be able to go down and drive and score a touchdown, they've got to put together several plays, you're, you you would like to think, in order for that to happen. So and you so, think it should stay the way it is? I, I'm not saying it should stay the way it is. I'm open to changing it. I don't know that this is the innovation that the NFL is looking for. Now, the rule that I actually like that's been proposed by the Eagles and the Ravens two years ago was spot and choose. So whatever team wins the coin toss, they decide where the ball gets spotted, and then the other two, team gets to choose whether they want to receive the ball or whether they want to defer the ball. That, to me, is an interesting measure because it has some gamesmanship. It has some strategy behind it. And so I think that would be a little bit intriguing because if you decide to spot the ball on the the minus five-yard line, well, then the other team could say, the hell you will. I don't want the ball. You have the ball. And and, and so that kind of strategy, I think, would make it interesting. And it would make for better theater when it comes to overtime in the NFL – rather than it being sudden death. You so know I'm I all want, about that possibility, I want especially, especially in the playoffs. I want to keep it simple. I want both teams 
getting a shot with the ball at least once, no matter okay, what. Okay, but then the next team that gets the ball has the opportunity to score. Is the game over then because they won the flip of a coin? Well, the other team that has a chance to score in a second after they've already stopped them oh, in theory. Here whatever. we go. Uh, round and round we go. ESPN Radio. Is Baker Mayfield actually still capable of being a franchise quarterback? Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, ESPN Radio. For the record, I still think that he is. I know he's I know he's immature. And if there's just any possibility of him growing up just a hair, I still believe in his physical capabilities and I want to see him healthy because I do think he's a dynamic player when he's healthy. It's just, can you get out of your own way? We're asking that question, though, to you right now at 888-SAY-ESPN. Let's start with Rick in Canada right here. Rick, what's up? You're next on ESPN Radio. Hey, guys. Love the show. So being from Cleveland originally, I'm eternally grateful to Baker for getting us to the playoffs. But here's the thing. From everything I've seen, he's a good quarterback. But in that AFC, with all the air quarterbacks we have, I don't think he's good enough because people have said that conditions have to be perfect for him to succeed. And unfortunately, they're not always going to be perfect. To me, a franchise quarterback is a person that wins you the game when things aren't going your way, and he can put the team on his shoulders and win. So to me, that's what we need. And unfortunately, until they can get somebody like that, which I don't know who they're going to find, and maybe somebody in the draft, but uh, slip, uh, slim pickings, so I don't know. So to me, he, he's a good quarterback, just not the franchise quarterback. Rick, I'm with you a thousand percent. We've got a large enough sample size. We've seen Baker Mayfield in four years, and while I'll admit the organization didn't do him any favors with having three head coaches over that span, the fact that they did have the supporting cast around him and all he was able to muster up was one playoff win – that speaks volumes in terms of what the upside is for Baker. Is he a fine quarterback? Is he a quality starter? Absolutely. But when we say he's a franchise quarterback, you're saying he's a top 10 to 12 player at the position. And I don't know that Baker Mayfield is that guy. I, I don't see the dominant physical traits. I, I don't see the the dynamic aspects to his game, Carl. And I, I just don't see those things when it comes to Baker. Let me put it this way. As opposed to drafting somebody else right now, if I'm a team like the Indianapolis Colts Mm. and Baker Mayfield's available to me, I'm doing it. I'm taking my shot there. I get it. The Cleveland Browns want to move on. They've invested enough in him. They've dealt with the headaches. They have had enough. It's time to go. That's fine. If I'm the Colts, why not? Why not take a shot? Because I do know what the the ability was good enough to be the number one overall pick, and I don't want to hear about all the guys that that you know absolutely. Yeah, because you had an but, MVP and you had Josh Allen in that same draft. Exactly, and I also don't so want to hear about. So he should not have been the number one pick. But all those other guys who did flop in that spot too, I, I don't care about that. Okay. The ability is there, so I would think that when I'm a team that is constructed like the Colts. That has a chance to go win in the short term. Where's my better opportunity? With a guy at draft or with Baker Mayfield healthy? Well, here's the thing. It's all a, it's a conversation of upside, and it's also a conversation of what it's going to cost you. And so when you look at Baker Mayfield, he's going to get paid $18 million this year. If you're trading for him, 
you got to know that there's a contract extension on the other side of it just with the draft capital that you're going to have to give up in order to get him from Cleveland. So there's the part of that aspect of it where I just don't know that a team is going to be willing to do that for a quarterback that has limited upside. Donald, Indianapolis is up next. Donald, what's going on? You want Baker Mayfield on the Colts? No, please no. <laughs> we, we just got rid of one of those. We just got rid of one. Why do we want to do the same thing? The same thing. He's injury prone. He's done nothing with the weapons he's had currently in Cleveland. He's had great receivers, great running back. He's had an offensive line. He's got a defense that was ready to win now. And what has he done? We just got rid of Wentz. Given given the fact that your team just said between nobody and Carson Wentz, we picked nobody, who do you want to give them an opportunity this year to win? Because you know that that window is open right now if you get somebody who's capable. Yeah, the the AFC's tough this year, though. But the Colts are still a good team other than that position. If you get somebody that's serviceable, you can be in the mix. Needing one, if we can find a way to let Houston say, let us talk to Deshaun, or if we not can happening. find a way to pull, I don't, I don't know what, what, what James Don, Donald Houston, Houston would not pick up the phone when Indy tried to call for Deshaun. Now, here's what I will say: I'm with you. I don't think you go after Baker Mayfield because even if you get him, you're talking about having the. Let's go down the list: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You're talking about having the ninth best quarterback in the conference at best. That, that, that's what you're talking about. Am I doing better than that this year? No, you might not be doing better than that this year. But so you I'm, could, I'm well, not hold, saying hold on, commit hold to him long term. But it's not just about this year. It's about the draft capital that you have to give up in order to get Baker Mayfield. And then what you what have to pay him. What am I giving up to get him at that point? You're probably, they they want to get rid of him. Am I giving up a second-round pick okay, for Baker? Okay, so you're going to give, give up a, a, third? a second-round pick that you could use to package to move into the first round to draft a guy that potentially has more upside than Baker Mayfield. Uh, and I, I'm being on the high end when I just a second round pick. I mean, look, they they want to move. Oh, on he'll get him? no. Baker Mayfield will go for a second round pick. You think so? Yeah, no question. Because look, there's so many quarterback needy teams. If I'm the Colts and I got a chance to go win now, I, I'd rather. Have Baker. You don't have a chance to win now with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. That's my point. You're not beating the Chiefs. You're not beating the Chargers. You're not beating the Broncos. You're not beating the Bills. You're not beating the Cincinnati Bengals, and you're not beating the Baltimore Ravens. It's not happening. Just get me into the playoffs. Just get me into the oh playoffs. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I can't, I can't with this guy. I cannot with this guy. We're taking your calls next. You're nuts. Also, Russell Wilson, his introductory press conference. Oh, calling give me Jimmy G.